Good morning, Empower Church. Come on, isn't it amazing to give Jesus praise, eh? That we can gather in a place like this and just honor the name of Jesus. Even online, welcome to everybody. Doesn't matter where you're watching from, thank you for being with us. Thank you for celebrating Jesus with us this morning. Are you happy, excited to be in church this morning? It's like 17 on this side. Are you happy to be in church this morning? Come on, are you expecting for what God wants to do? In this morning, as God's Word moves your heart, I want to ask you that you would open your heart from the beginning to receive what God wants to give. And as the Word of the Lord moves in your heart, won't you respond to that? Even if it's just softly within yourself, say, Lord, I take it. Yes, amen, Lord. So shall it be. Doesn't matter what the response is, but let the Word of the Lord change us in this day. Amen and amen. So if you have a Bible, won't you open your Bible, Ephesians chapter number three. I'm gonna be reading a couple of scriptures this morning, sharing one or two quick thoughts. Then I wanna just illustrate something um, before we come in for a landing. I don't wanna preach long this morning, um, but I do wanna just share what the Lord has shared with me. I must say to you, um, there's not been one Sunday that I've stood behind this pulpit, not excited about sharing the word, but there's just some words that um, gets me very excited about a Sunday morning. There's like three of you that's excited. I was super excited in this week. I preached this message to myself about seven times, responded to my altar call twice, and um, gave an offering into my own ministry. Okay. All right. That was a joke, by the way. But I do want to take the next three to four hours and speak to you. Just checking where all the real holy people are. I want to speak to you this morning about the fullness of God in me. Come on, look at your neighbor quickly. Say, neighbor, the fullness of God in me. I know it's terrible to do that for some of you. Just look at another neighbor, the one that you made your second choice neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, the fullness of God in you. Ah, oh, come on, it's gonna be an amazing Sunday. Ephesians chapter number three. Um, for the last week or two, what's really been in my heart is just the beauty um, of Christ being in me and me being in Christ. It's like that thought, that, that phrase has not left me. Every single day, I've meditated on it. It's just been in my spirit every single day. Christ in me and I am in Christ. Christ in me and I am in Christ. It's a thought, it's a truth, it's a reality that has changed my life many years ago. I studied this, um, can't remember when it was, many years ago, and the revelation of what it means to be in Christ and Christ in me has changed my life forever. It's changed the way I live my life, it's changed the way I pray, it's changed in what I believe, it's changed in what I believe God is able to do, what God is able to do through me, it's changed the way I look at life, it's changed the way I look at storms in my life. It's changed everything about me. And in this day, it'll be impossible for me within the next half an hour to unfold the mystery of what it means. Paul himself says it's a mystery. It's a mystery. I tell you, the more I've heard sermons about um, Christ in me and me in Christ, the more I've studied it, the more I've just meditated on it, the more I realize I'm only learning now what it truly means. That's why Watchman Nee said, it's the greatest mystery for the believer to understand. And I pray in this day that by the Spirit of God, that you will have a revelation. Say with me, revelation. 
not a sermon, not a good word, that you will have a heavenly revelation of what that means. And that that truth will settle in your heart. And that from this day forward, though I can't unpack the fullness of it in one day, but that this will be the start of a unpacking that takes place in your life. That a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, you'll look back and when you see me, you'll say, Eric, that day you unraveled something. You shared a truth. It's like you gave me something, a seed that I planted within my heart. And from that day forward, that seed has started to grow. And in me now, there's a revelation of what it means to be in Christ and Christ in me. <laughs> I'm super excited about what God's gonna do this morning. So Ephesians chapter number three, I wanna read about four or five scriptures quickly, share one or two thoughts and then illustrate something. So for those of you that haven't got your Bibles with you, it'll be on the screens. I'm reading from the New King James. It says Ephesians chapter number three, verse 14 to 21. For this reason, Paul just unpacked some of this mystery. Um, there's so much in the book of Revelation. There's like a sermon in every verse and he unpacks the fullness and he says for this reason, because of this incredible God and what he has done and he's still doing in and through us, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's like I cannot help but to humble myself and just fall on my knees before him from whom the whole family in heaven and earth that's us has been named and then he prays he says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man why does Paul pray and say God strengthen them with might in their inner man because of this so that the, 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 so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He's saying if you would understand how incredibly big this God is, who this God is that says, I will make my home in you. Lord, I pray strengthen them in their inner man that they would be able to house the fullness of God in them. And then he says that you would be rooted and grounded in love and that you will be able to comprehend with all the saints, that's us, what is the width, the length, the depth, the height, that you would know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge. And because of that, as you allow yourself to be filled, that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. <laughs> Come on. Paul prays and he says, Father, strengthen them in their inner man that they would be able to understand this incredible love. And because of their understanding of that love and them being rooted and grounded in that love, that they will understand that you have given yourself without any limits to them. That the fullness of God dwells within them. Friends, he speaks about strength. He speaks about love. There's so many things that he mentions just in those six verses there. I, 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 sub, allow me to submit to you this morning that the more I've studied this, meditated on this, listened to this, spoken to God about this, the more I understand, I don't actually think we understand what it means to be in Christ and Christ in me. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not saying that you don't know God or you don't know the Word, but I don't think we understand the fullness of this. 
I don't think we understand the depth of what Paul is trying to say. And you know what's the crazy thing here? It's not like Paul threw out this one verse of Scripture in Ephesians 3 and like, hey, just by the way, the fullness of God can dwell in you. It's, it's not what he said. It's throughout Scripture. I actually did a study yesterday. Just Paul alone, just in the letters of Paul, he mentions the term in him, meaning in Christ, 164 times. That's not speaking about Christ in you, just you in Christ. He mentions that close to 200 times. It's like it's the golden thread throughout Scripture. Adam and Eve was created in the image of God. And throughout Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, it's about God in a man and a man being found in God. Come on, is everybody still okay this morning? And I, I, I hope, I pray, I trust that in this morning that the, the absolute magnitude of this reality will wow us. That we will walk out of this place actually believing, even if it's just believing more than what I believed an hour ago, that we would believe that the fullness of God dwells within us and what that means to us as the believer. You know what it means? It means that because of God is in me, I have unlimited strength. <laughs> Come on, if you see today this morning, you're like, no, I've got no strength. I wanna to say to you, this reality has not been become life to you. Why? Because if you understand this reality, you will sit here and say, irrespective of how my body feels, I have been strengthened in my inner man. <laughs> Just out of that one scripture, we see that I can love. Come on, Paul himself said, it's because of Christ in me that I'm able to understand. Though I'll never fully comprehend it, but I am able to understand how wide, how deep, how high is the love of God. And because I understand His love more and more for myself, I can love others in that way as well. By understanding the reality of Christ in me and me in Christ, I can live my life different. I can love different. I've, I've, I've got a different view on, on the strength that is found in my life. I tell you now, there's some of you that's been facing onslaughts, demonic powers out the pit of hell. I tell you now, they've got nothing on you. Do not let the enemy lie to you. He is a liar telling you that you will be defeated. You will be killed. You will be destroyed. No, you will not be because you've been strengthened with power in your inner man. Christ in you. <laughs> Listen to this, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Paul writes to the Corinthian church, he comes in for a landing um, as he writes to them and he says, examine yourselves. I wanna say to you this morning, examine yourself, believer. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Whose faith? His faith. I taught it to you over the last two, three weeks. It's not my faith, it's His faith in me. That's what Galatians 2 says. It's His faith in me. We've all been given the full measure of faith, Romans chapter number 12. And I can live my life in this faith of the Son of God. So He says, examine your faith. <laughs> and why does He say that? He says, test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Christ is in you? He was writing them saying, why are you without faith? How many people are saying, oh, pastor, you know, fighting the good fight of faith. What faith are you fighting for? You've received everything. 
Oh Lord, I'm struggling to believe like that father. Mark chapter number nine. And we all face that at times in our life. We're like, God, I don't know if I've got the strength to believe. I want to say to you, yes, you have. Yes, you have. Because Christ is in you. His faith lives in you. You might be at the end of this year, the 11th of December, and feel like, I mean, you are just hanging on by the enamel on your teeth. I say to you, you are here. And your faith is great because it's His faith in you and you will overcome. You will not be defeated. You will not go into this new year defeated. I tell you now, every onslaught out the pit of hell against your life, you have the power to stop it. With what? With your shield of faith. There's no fiery dart that the enemy has launched against you that will have an effect on your life. Come on, you can stop that today. Rise up in faith, believer. Test yourself. Examine yourself. Cut yourself open, says Paul, and look inside. What is there? The faith of God. What can you not overcome? Do we believe? That's the question this morning. Do we believe that He's in me and I am in Him? Listen to what he says, Galatians 2.20, one of my favorite scriptures. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. (laughs) I'm a dead man. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, the one that you see me living, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. Just by reading that scripture, just by hearing Paul declare, I am no longer living. It's Christ that lives in me. You know what that says? That you can live your life free from any condemnation. Any form of unforgiveness, offense, bitterness. Why? Because you can't offend a dead man. (laughs) You can't offend him. You can live your life free from any onslaught out the pit of hell. Every form of addiction should have no hold on you. Why? Because it's no longer you that live. It's Christ that lives in you. It's Him that lives through you. Why are we so caught up in this? And I'm trying to stop this and I'm trying to, you know, this and I'm trying this. Stop trying. Just let Him do it through you. <laughs> oh, friends, I'll tell you now, I look back on my life. There's my witness, my wife will tell you. It's been many things in my life that I have tried to conquer and I have failed miserably. Some of them for years. Years. Until I realized this truth, that Christ is in me. He's the hope of my glory. And I can just let Him live through me and then every single thing just loses power in my life because it's now Him that lives through me. Oh, friends, I tell you now, don't go into this year battling this, battling that. I'm trying to stopping this. And no, 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 okay. You know, Pastor, I'm just gonna take a couple of more ciggies over December, but first of Jan, New Year's resolution, I'm gonna stop smoking. New Year's resolution, I'm gonna stop drinking. New Year's resolution, I'm gonna stop swearing. New Year's resolution, I'm gonna stop getting angry. New Year's resolution. No, don't wait for New Year's resolution. Just die now. (laughs) Just die now. Smith Wigglesworth said, "Uh, God killed me a thousand times. Until I realized the best thing that I can say is God just kill me again. Till there's nothing left of me. I said it to the first service. I want to say it to you. Forgive me. 
Don't get angry with me. Please don't scratch my car. But the reality is that the gospel message has been designed to kill you. (laughs) Just let God kill you. Let God kill off the old man. It's uh, Come on, that work has been paid for on the cross. It's not something that you have to do. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to get better at this. I promise, honey, I'm not going to do that anymore. Baby, I promise you I'm going to do this from now on. Stop doing that. You'll fail. Fail again and again. And if I ask anybody that's done that and failed, probably all of us will raise our hands and say, yep, that's me. I am going to try this. No, no, no. In your own strength, you will fail. Spoke about it last week. That religious atmosphere that we've grown up in that says to us that in our own strength, we can accomplish things. A better version of me. That's the new age religion of, us, of, of, the, of the world that we're living in today. It's all about making you a better person. It's all about taking better care of you. Satisfying your needs. Making things easier for you. Just making you feel better about you. It's not about you. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we will live our life in strength and in power and in an overcoming spirit, in victory. When I realize it's not about me. It's like, Jesus, just kill me so that you can live through me. You see, most of us, no, 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 all of us, all of us are a result of what has happened to us. I'm just gonna try this side quickly. All of us are a result of what has happened to us. The way your parents raised you, the neighborhood you grew up in, the school you went to, some of the decisions you made, some of the choices that you made, your life is a result of what has happened to you. But that's not how God intends for us to live. God wants you to live not based on what has happened around you, but what is placed within you. (laughs) Most people just become a result of the total sum of their life's decisions. And they die without fully understanding, realizing who they truly are in Christ. That's why dying to self is so important. It's when I lay the old man down that Christ now shows me who's the real man. And then I live in Him. It's a beautiful truth that many believers never get to experience in their own lives because we're too fixated on living for ourselves. Sermon by itself. Let, let me jump back to my scripture. Colossians 1, 26 to 27. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to His saints. Any saints in the house? Come on, that's us. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So now we can all say, okay, what what is the mystery? What is the glory? What is God able and what is God's desire to reveal? Here it is. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. (laughs) That's it. That's it. There's not a scripture that says, and for all thy businessmen, here is the mystery to make millions for the kingdom. And then there's this formula. 
for all thy husbands. Here is the mystery to be the best husband ever. Yerek 3 verse 4. It's not there. It's not there. Here is the mystery to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Here is the mystery to be the best mom you can ever be. Cornei 7 verse 2. It's not there. There's no other mystery. There's one mystery. Go read your Bible. There's one mystery. There's just one mystery. Is that you would understand what it means to be in Christ. And Christ is in you. <laughs> because if you understand that mystery, you'll be the best wife, the best husband. You can be the best mom you can ever be. You'll be the best businessman by far. Because Christ in you will reveal everything through you. Can I have my prop quickly? Ooh. Okay. Last scripture while they bring my prop for me. Listen to this. John 14, 19 to 20. This is Jesus speaking. He's coming to the end of his life. He sits with his disciples. Now he's unpacking like the meat of the gospel. He's telling them what it's all about. And he says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Hey? Meaning that even though we can't see him with our physical eyes, we can see him. How do we see Jesus? <laughs> I'll tell you in a moment. And then he says, at that day, what day? This day. This day that we are living in. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. Ooh, yeah. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father. You will know that you are in me and you will know that I am in you. Okay. So that is you. For the sake of my illustration this morning, you are a little Tupperware container. Is that okay? Can everybody see that? I just want to give credit where credit is due. I'll never take a sermon illustration from somebody and not give credit. I saw this yesterday as I was doing a study on this. I saw uh, Louis Giglio actually use this illustration. So um, I'm using his illustration, but it's, it's just such a good illustration. I'm not going to try and do a better one. I'm just going to use his. Is that all right? I might just tweak it a bit. Um, for our context today. So this is you. This is you. And the Bible says, if we look at Psalm 51, uh, Paul echoes that in, in Romans chapter number five. There's actually so many scriptures about it. The Bible says that you were born into a sinful world. That's you in a sinful world. Come on, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that in this world that we are living in, there is a ongoing constant presence of sin that destroys the lives of people and we are born into this world but here's what 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 makes things somewhat interesting is not only were we born into a spiritual reality filled with sin 
the Bible says that within us is a sinful nature. And allow me to suggest to you, friends, that this is how most believers live their lives. I'm not talking about unbelievers now. I'm talking about believers. You've probably heard people say things like, um, oh, you know, nobody's without sin. And then we normally say that to try and justify our sin. Isn't that so? It's like two honest people here in the front. Or we'll say stuff like, I'm just a sinner saved by God by grace I'm just a sinner saved by grace eh? come on you've heard that before maybe you've heard used that terminology maybe quite recently I don't know I'm not trying to offend you I'm just saying that's the reality is that a lot of people see themselves trapped in the powers of darkness some people live their lives overwhelmed by sin by condemnation by guilt shame and fear it's like there's this constant war within you Paul writes about it in Romans chapter number seven and he says the very things I want to do I don't do and the things I shouldn't do that I do have you ever felt like that I spoke about it earlier I'm going to do this I'm going to try this I'm going to be better at this no you won't because as long as that's what you believe as that as long as that's the truth that you live by then this is your reality it's just somebody trapped in the powers of sin. That's how we come into this world. But may I suggest to you this morning, church, that this is not the reality of the believer. It might be the reality of a human being. Absolutely, that's why we need Jesus Christ. But I wanna submit to you this morning that this is not our reality. Jesus said, no, 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 no. (laughs) Father, I'll go and I'll die on that cross so that they can be liberated out of the powers of sin and shame. That's why the word says that even though we are in this world, we are not from this world. (laughs) The power of sin, the presence of sin is still around us, but the power of sin has been broken. You don't have to live your life under the power of sin. Yes, I wanna say that again. You don't have to live your life under the power of sin. You have been liberated from that. But Jesus says, it's not just gonna be um, the fact that I liberate you from sin. No, 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 no. I'm gonna break the power of sin over your life as well. And He says, I will come and make my home in you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And you know what's beautiful? I love these little lids. Bible says that Christ comes and He lives in us. We read it just now, Colossians 1, 27. Christ in me, the hope of glory. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit becomes the seal of my salvation. the seal of my salvation, meaning there's nothing that will rip you out of the hands of God. There's no devil strong enough to come against you. I tell you now, 
you might face opposition, you might face storms in your life. I'm telling you now, there's no devil strong enough to take Christ from you. No, 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 no. You belong to Him. Christ in you is the hope of glory. But Jesus said, it's not just going to be me making my home in you. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. It's me in you and you will be in me. Come on, friends. The Bible does not just say it's gonna be Christ in me, the hope of glory. The Bible says I am in Christ. I said to you earlier, there's almost 200 scriptures in Paul's letters alone where he says you are in Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? What does it mean for something to be in something? This is what it means. It means that you are in there and you are sealed in Christ. You see, we live our lives not according to what we've been taught. We live our lives according to what we believe. That's why the word says it will be according to your faith. It will be according to what you believe. If you see yourself with this as your reality, then that's how you will live. You will live a life captive to sin. You will live a life captive to brokenness. You will live a life captive to poverty. You will live a life captive to sickness. But every one of those things, the power of that has been broken. Jesus says it's done away with. There's a different reality, but you've got to choose to live by it. You've got to choose to live by this reality that Christ is in me and I am in Christ. You know what's beautiful? It's not just Christ in me, me in Christ. Jesus said, we read it just now, John chapter number 14. It's you in me, it's me in you, but I am in the Father as well. (laughs) Oh, come on. Now I wanna ask you, friend, I wanna ask you this morning, if the word of the Lord is true, which it is, then you are tucked away in there. Can you see you? Yes. But who do you see in you, through you? It's Christ everywhere. It's God all around you. There's nothing in this life that can get to you unless you decide to give that thing power over your life. This is your reality. This is me. This is Eric. I'm in there. But it's God all around me. It's God because of me. It's God through me. It's God above me. It's God underneath me. It's God on the side of me. It's God everywhere around me. That's my reality. So now I look at the powers of sin and death. I look at brokenness. I look at poverty. I look at sickness. Not as my reality. This is my reality. I said to you earlier, we still live in a world full of sin. The presence of that is still real. Brokenness, poverty, sickness, death, it's real. But the question is, is it your reality? Is that the place where you live from? Or is this our reality? (laughs) Wherever I go, I'm just like, no dude, I'm tucked in there. Doesn't matter what your boss says tomorrow. Your boss can call you an idiot. He's like, it's fine. But I'm in here. (laughs) Those words can't hurt me. (laughs) Ah, the doctor comes, he gives you a report. You say, (laughs) ah, yeah, the report. But I'm in, I'm in there. I'm in there. You face brokenness in your life. 
heartache, whatever comes your way. But you just choose to live by a different reality. In there, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Whose glory? His glory. To be revealed through who? Through me. Whose glory? His glory. To be revealed through who? Shaw. Aniki. Zanin. Every single one of you. His glory. To be revealed through you. Worship team, join us. I want to ask you this morning, what is your reality? I mean this with a great amount of love and respect and humility. What is your reality? What are you living by currently? Is this your reality? It's like I'm in here somewhere just trying, you know, God, help. Ah. Or is this my reality? That's why Paul said, whether I've got plenty or whether I've got nothing. <laughs> Friends, I can tell you out of experience, there's been times we could name myself, we've had plenty. Woo! You know, then we love it, eh? It's like, hey, here is good, young. But we've learned that even when we have nothing, this is still our reality. whether you've got the dream job or whether you're still looking for a job is this your reality Paul says it's been times where I've free translation had the sun shining on my face there's been times that I've been in prison it's still my reality you see we will look at a man in prison and say no that can't be God's plan that can't be God's um, purpose. Now that's not the goodness of God right there. Come on. I'm still speaking to the right church here this morning. You see, Paul found himself in an outer prison, but inward, he wasn't chained to anything. <laughs> because he was a bond servant of Christ. <laughs> he says, there's been times where they cheered me. Then there's times when they stone me. It's still my reality. Doesn't matter. Christ is in me, I'm in Christ. He says there's times when we had plenty. There's times when we had nothing. There were times when Paul was treading water out at sea, fighting to stay alive. He says, yet in all things, <laughs> this is my reality you see you might look at your reality currently look at your finances look at the doctor's report look at your marriage and the state of that relationship look at your children and you might feel like overwhelmed or you can look at all of that and say no this is the reality. 
This is what I live by. Can I throw a last scripture at you? Or maybe two. The one I'll just paraphrase, the one I want to read you. Bible says that God prepares a way for us to walk in. Now it makes a whole lot more sense why he says that. Because whatever comes my way is first encountered by the God that I am in. Whatever you're facing in your life, you've got to see yourself tucked away inside of God. That's why no fiery dart out the pit of hell has the power to take from you what God has intended to give you. You've got to live your life with this reality. Listen to this scripture. One John four. I think it's verse four. Yes. <laughs> you are of God. Can we just pause there? I want to say that again. You, empowered church, and every single person watching online now, I want to say to you: This is the word of the Lord for you today. You are of God. Man, we're clapping and we haven't even started with the scripture. Listen to this. And you have overcome them. Who? The world. Because he who is in you. Because he who is in you is greater than the one who is in this world. You might look to 2023 and be like, God, hey, I don't know what that holds for me, eh? Hey, God, I don't know what I'm gonna do in that job of mine. Hey, God, I don't know what I'm gonna do in regards to my finances. Yo, God, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this problem in my body. And I want to say to you, hey, believer, saint of God, you are of God. Christ is in you and you are in Christ. And He that is in you is much stronger than the one that is in this world. I want to speak to every problem in this day. Poverty, pain, sickness, brokenness, divorce, rebellion, heartache unforgiveness, bitterness, rage, anger. Him that is in you is greater than any one of those things that is in this world. And we will make the decision to live our lives according to that reality. I am in Him, He's in me. Wherever I go, there's nothing that can hold me. Whatever comes my way, Christ is before me. If something comes from behind, He's behind me. Something comes from above. He's come on, he's everywhere around me. That's the reality. That's the reality. That's the reality. That's the reality. But we can't take that reality 
and then box it in our humanity. Please stay with me for a moment. You can't say, well, if that's true, then nothing bad will happen to me. Because Jesus Himself said, you will be in this world. And yes, trials and tribulations, persecutions will come, but do not fear, for I have overcome this world. And you are in the overcomer. Therefore, even though realities of this life comes your way, you have the power to overcome. Why? Because you are in the overcomer. <laughs> if sickness comes your way, you have the power to walk in health. Why? Because you are in the healer. <laughs> oh, friends, when poverty comes your way, you can say, no, thank you. I am in the provider. <laughs> Woo! I tell you now, it doesn't matter what comes your way. You can say, no, thank you. I am in God and God is in me. When brokenness knocks at your door, you say no thank you to brokenness. I am in the one that says He binds up the brokenhearted. <laughs> it doesn't matter what comes your way. Your husband comes to you, he says, I want a divorce. You just walk to your inner room like Paul. He says, Father, for this reason, I bow my knees <laughs> and I thank you that you strengthen me now in my inner man. Thank you that the love of God that is so high, so wide, so deep now becomes such a reality in me that I'm reminded I'm in the fullness of you. And God, I don't care what the enemy has voiced out against my life. I say, no, 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 no. I am in the one that says, what God has put together, no man shall separate. I come against you, you spirit that wants to separate. I come against you, I bind you. I rebuke you. I break the power of you in my marriage. And you do warfare from a different place. Why? Because you are in Him. Your boss comes to you. May this not be your reality. He comes to you the 15th of December. You're about to go on holiday. He calls you and He says, Hey, this is your last day at work. You don't have to come back next year. And in that moment, you can just feel like, oh my goodness, Yerevat, no. The, the realities of this life, the sin, the brokenness, the pain, the anguish can overwhelm you or you can say, no, 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 it's not even visible in my life anymore. No, no, no. Sir, thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity I had to work here. Thank you that I could serve you, serve your business. I bless you. May it go well with you in Jesus' name. And then you walk home and you say, Father, oh, I thank you in this day that what you have prepared for me in the new year will be much better than what you have for me in this year. I thank you for new employment. Thank you that I walk into destiny. Open doors that no man can shut. I call them open now in Jesus' name. I speak it into being. Faith, move those mountains now. <laughs> Come on. That's the, that's the diving board that we're going into in 2023. When we say no thing shall stop me. No lie of the pit of hell. No, no, no. This is my reality. This is my reality. There might be realities around you, but this is your reality. 
that you have been hidden in God. Hey, Colossians chapter number three, Paul says you are hidden. <laughs> enemy whispers, yeah, yeah. what if the enemy attacks you? What if he kills or steals or destroys? What if something bad happens? Now I'm still good in there, thank you. None of that for me, thank you. I'm still in there. I'm not moved. There's some of you that seated here this morning, you're facing terrible things in your life. Battles beyond your control. Challenges you've got no power to control. You've got nothing that you can do. That's the beauty of it. Now, let Christ do what only He can do. And all He wants from you is that you would take your mouth and you put it with His mouth. If it's brokenness, you say brokenness. <laughs> you have been broken. If it's sickness, you say sickness. You have been broken. If it's poverty or pain, you say pain. You have been broken. Choose to live by a different reality. Stand with me, church. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray for you this morning.